Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what is up, my friend? Grant Baldwin here from the Speaker Lab podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to have you here. Hope you're doing well. Hope life is treating you good. All right, we are on episode 19 today. We are going to be talking all about a, a subject that is really, really important for speakers to have in their toolbox or in their arsenal. And yet, it's a, the type of, of subject or topic that a lot of speakers are nervous about, they're intimidated by. But we're going to try to make this as simple as possible today. Today, we're going to be talking about humor. We're going to be talking about jokes and comedy and how to incorporate that into your speaking. So whether you are someone who uses humor, you don't think of yourself as funny, like whatever you may be on your speaking journey and using comedy as part of it, we're going to make this really simple for you. So we're going to be talking about why humor matters, why it's important. We're going to be talking about how to find and use humor. And then we're also going to be talking about some different strategies around humor, how you can incorporate it into your talk. And then just some things that you should do if, if humor works. Sometimes it doesn't work. There's times where you try something and it just bombs. It, it's happened to me before. And so what you think is going to be some type of laugh or reaction, you're met with criticism. It's an awkward silence, and it sucks, And but it happens. And so we're going to be talking about humor and how to uh, interject some humor into your presentations. So humor is really, really effective because it's, it's a, such a great way for keeping an audience engaged. I mean, you think about comedians in general, and comedians are really, really good public speakers. They are individuals who have a, a point of view. They have some type of message that they are presenting. They are telling stories, and yet their use of humor is really, really powerful powerful for keeping that audience engaged throughout the entire presentation. I mean, you think, you know, a comedian may do a anywhere from a, a 30 to 60 to sometimes, you know, 90 minutes or more of comedy, and you are just on the edge of your seat. For a good comedian, a bad comedian, you just can't get over quick enough in the same way that it is with a bad speaker. But with a good comedian, you are drawn to what it is that they are, are saying, and it keeps you engaged. Now, understand, I, I get it like as a speaker, you don't have to necessarily be a comedian, but again, know that humor will really keep people engaged. And so if, you're, if your talk is compelling, if your content is solid, if you're well-practiced, you don't need to use a joke every 30 seconds or so. But I think a lot of people, you, me, we can all come up with some of these one-liners. We can come up with maybe a, a funny story or just a, a funny quote or something that adds just a little splash, just a little touch of humor. And so uh, it's kind of like, um, uh, I was going to say it's kind of like salt, but salt can ruin things if you have too much of it. Uh, and so a lot of this really depends on you as a speaker. You could be the type of speaker who uses a lot of comedy and humor and it works really, really well, or it can become too much to the point where, where there's really no content. So you always want to find that right balance there. But humor, one of the things that we teach, one of the things that we've talked about before 
is that the audience is always asking themselves two questions. So what and now what? So what and now what? So what? So so what? Why should I care about this? Why is this important to me? Why does this matter? Why are you sharing this with us? So so what? And then the second question of now what? What do you want me to do as a result of this? That's great that you shared that. I enjoyed that story or that, that principle or that idea or that talk or that lesson or whatever. But now what? What am I supposed to do as a result of that? And so humor always should still be used within that context, within that framework. I I know for me, if I'm being honest, especially early on in my career, there are times where I wanted to tell a joke or to tell a funny story just for the sake of being funny, just for the sake of I wanted the audience to like me. I wanted the audience to laugh. I wanted to get a reaction from them. And so there were times where I would tell a joke or a story that really didn't add anything to the talk itself. It didn't really move the talk forward. It was just for the sake of being funny. And you should never do that as a speaker. That's a mistake that I've made. uh, And maybe you've made that mistake as well. So humor should always still be used within this context of so what and now what. So what and now what. Now, whenever you use humor... One of the things that it helps for an audience is it helps an audience to loosen up. It helps an audience to enjoy themselves because if you're having fun, it helps the audience to have fun as well. And again, this is something that we've talked about before where an audience basically, they read off you as the speaker. They kind of match your emotions. And so if you're fun, if you're funny, if you're having a good time, then it helps them to relax and have a good time as well. But if you're uptight, if you're stiff, if you're nervous, if you seem uncomfortable, it makes them uncomfortable as well. And so by using humor, by injecting some of that humor, even if it's just a little bit here and there, it helps the audience to loosen up, to have a good time. And it helps, it certainly helps for you to loosen up as well. When you give a joke and they laugh or you tell a story and you get a good reaction, it really makes a big difference for a speaker in their confidence and just their, their level of, okay, they like it. This is going well. And so use humor as, as much as possible in situations and in points where it makes sense to use it. So let's talk about some different ways that you can use humor, how you can fine humor. One of the simplest things that you can do is just using self-deprecating humor, meaning that you're kind of poking fun of yourself. You're making fun of, I don't know, your outfit or the way you look or something that you did or something silly. Uh, A lot of times for me, I use a lot of stories. I use a lot of humor and a lot of that, the stories that I use that are just kind of funny stories are self-deprecating stories. And so I may, I tell a story about whenever I was a little kid and I stole jewelry from my mom, you know, and I, so I talk about when I, when I did that to give to a girl. And so I, I use that as just kind of a self, look, you know, look at how goofy I was as a kid. So some of that self-deprecating humor. I tell a story about recently going skydiving and uh, what a traumatizing, you know, uh, using in air quotes there, a traumatizing experience that was. And so that, that can be a bit of, of self-deprecating humor. But self, again, self-deprecating humor just kind of pokes fun at you, at your situation, at yourself at your circumstances, at your surroundings, whatever it may be. But it just, again, it it helps the audience to kind of loosen up. So one type of humor could be self-deprecating. Another type of humor could be come from, again, like one-liners. So it could just be like a a tag on the end of a a story. So you're telling a story, you're making a point, and then you just end with some type of just like just one-liner that maybe takes a different direction that the audience didn't anticipate. The other thing that works really well for humor is that sometimes, again, as speakers, we think we're the ones that have to up with a joke. We have to write the bit. We have to come up with this thing and it can just be intimidating because we just don't know if it's going to work. We don't feel like we're very funny. But one of the ways that you can use humor 
is by using images, using pictures, or using videos. So images or videos. Uh, I'll give you a great example here. And I may have shared this story before, but I remember speaking at a conference a couple years ago, and there was a, a keynote speaker who, they, they were funny. They had a couple of, of one-liners throughout and a couple of little funny bits. But one of the, like, the funniest thing that they did was they showed a video. And this video was a very funny video. It tied into the message that they were talking about. And so I remember after that, that session, I was actually doing a workshop with a small group of people who were in that previous session with the keynote. So I was doing the small group later, the small workshop, where we were talking about speaking and the kind of the the art of speaking, how to find speaking engagements and and so on and so forth. And so I asked the audience, I said, how many of you, how many of you thought that that keynote speaker from earlier was funny? And so they all are like, oh yeah, yeah, he was hilarious. It was awesome. It was great. I said, so let me ask you this. So what was funny about what it is that they shared? And immediately everybody, everybody went to and defaulted to the video. The video was the part that was the most funny. But again, think about it. In their minds, in the minds of the audience, they associate that speaker with being funny. Not that the speaker did anything. They just used a video that they had found on YouTube, and it worked really well within their message. And so that is a way that you can use humor is by showing a funny video or showing a funny image. Like we've all seen those pictures on, on Facebook or social media, the pictures that just make the rounds, the pictures that are shareable, that it's just funny. And so used in the right context, it can be really, really funny. Uh, maybe, for example, you have seen some pictures of those text message fails or those autocorrect fails. That's what I was going for. Yeah, have you seen those before? You know, like someone, they meant to send one thing, but then their phone autocorrected it to something else, and then it creates this totally mixed message, right? So you can, have, you can have screenshots of these that are really, really funny. You didn't create the humor, but the humor already exists within that image. And so I remember recently I did a talk where I was talking about communication, and so I showed a bunch of these examples of these autocorrect fails. And so it, I didn't, again, I didn't come up with the humor. I didn't write this. I didn't make these autocorrect fail. I just found these online, showed them, and it worked really, really well to tie into this message of, of communication and miscommunication. So how do you actually find humor? Again, you can, they can come from, from stories and one-liners, from images, from videos. Uh, how do you actually find it? I, I always recommend that you just pay attention. Like, look for things that are, are funny to you. Pay pay attention to things that, are, that happen. Pay attention to funny situations, funny circumstances, funny one-liners. Maybe it's a funny line that your kid had said or something even that you had said that was just just kind of spur of the moment. It just seemed funny. I want you to pay less attention to how you would use them more that you're just maybe making note of them. You know, like that, let's take that that text message autocorrect thing, for example, right? We all know that that's funny. And so it may be the type of thing that we see or we think of when we think, well, that's, you know, that's really funny. That'd be good. I'd love to use that. But I don't have anywhere that I could use that. That's not, I want, I want you to think about that right now. I want you to think, okay, this is funny. I might be able to use this at some point. And so one of the things that you should do is to get into the habit of, of making notes on those things and having what I like to call your radar up, having your radar of things that are funny, things that, that just catch your attention. And this isn't just true for humor, this is true for stories or points as well, of just having your radar up and paying attention. So when you come across something that is a good story, something that is funny, that doesn't necessarily mean you know exactly at that moment where you're going to use it or how you're going to use it, more that, oh, this could be good, I could see how I could use this at some point. And so it's it's on your radar, you've made a note of it, and then maybe at some point, it's something that you could, you could use uh, in the future in some type of, of presentation or talk. 
Another way to find humor is to watch comedians. This is one of the things I really like to do is comedians are uh, ideally very funny and they can take what makes them funny is their different unique points of view or they may take some type of subject or topic and go a bunch of different directions with it. They may tell a funny story. And so I like to just pay attention to like what made that funny. So not only what it is that they do, but also just the, the subject matter or the topic of what it is that they talk about. And so you may take someone like, like a Jerry Seinfeld. And Seinfeld is very, very good with what's called observational comedy. And so he'll talk about funny things related to going to the airport or getting on a plane and all just the little nuances there about that that are just funny. Let's just talk about this. Let's point out some things that we may have missed, but are obvious once we all kind of talk about it. And like, have you ever been watching a comedian before and they say something and you're kind of laughing and you're like, it's funny because it's true. Like if you're, maybe they, you've been laughing at something and you're like, that's so true. That happens all the time. And part of that is what makes it funny. So that observational humor works well. So you may be able to point out something that exists in that industry or in that space or something that, that the audience may be familiar with. So you could point out something funny related to texting, something related to driving, something related to family dynamics, something related to a, a team. TV show that was on right now, something related to just kind of this, like, have you guys ever noticed this? And so paying attention to what comedians use, what they see, what the audience finds funny as well. Now, when you're doing this, I'm not recommending that you steal and that you say, oh, the audience found that funny or they told the story that was funny, so I'm just going to use that as my own, whether you came across it from a comedian or somewhere else. No, 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 definitely do not do that. But it gets you ideas. It gets you thinking in the right direction. Like, what else is funny about going to the airport? What They mentioned this, but oh, here's a different way that I could spin it. Here's a different way that I could present it. Another way to find humor is to pay attention to social media. Paying attention to social media, what, what gets a good reaction on social media generally gets a good reaction on stage. And so uh, any type of funny sayings, funny quotes, funny images, things that have lots of, of likes and shares and retweets from your own stuff, from other people's stuff as well. Like paying attention to what is it that people find funny? What is it about that thing that makes it funny? And so a big part of using humor is just paying attention, paying attention to daily life, paying attention to what other people find funny, paying attention to social media, and looking for things that would work for you to use in terms of humor. Now, let's shift gears for a second. Let's talk a little bit about how you actually use humor in a presentation or in a talk. Uh, One of the ways that you can use humor is that you can take an unexpected detour, take an unexpected turn with a story. So I'll give you a quick example here. A couple years ago, I was speaking, and it was in the height of the disease Ebola. Do you remember when that was a big deal, like a year or two ago? And that was a big thing. Everybody was nervous about it. Every, like Everybody just swore they were going to get Ebola because a couple people had it, and there's this highly contagious disease. So I remember that I was speaking at this, this conference, and this is, again, this is not an Ebola conference at all, but it's just on people's radar. It's on people's minds. And so I'm, I'm talking about it, and I'm getting ready to make like a really serious point. And so I'm kind of maybe telling a story. I don't remember exactly where I was going with it. And so I, I paused. And I said, here's something I want you to catch. And I just paused for a second. So I said, here's the thing, an important thing I want you to catch not Ebola. And everyone just kind of laughs because it's one of those things where, okay, he's getting ready to make a serious point. He's kind of building up to this point. He's going to make a serious point and we went a different direction. So taking an unexpected detour with a story is one way that you can use humor. Uh, Another way to use humor 
as to, again, paying attention to context. I'll give an example. There was a time that I was speaking a couple years ago in Washington, D.C., and it was during a uh, like a G8 summit or a G20 summit or, or some type of like world leader summit where there's just there's a bunch of the top world presidents that happen to be in Washington, D.C. And so at the conference that I was speaking at, there happened to be the president of China was staying there at that hotel. And so as a result of that, there was just secret service everywhere, like crazy, crazy amounts of security, crazy amounts of media. It was just really, really intense. And so one of the things that I did at the beginning of my presentation, I did a a keynote and I said, hey, I wanted to to share with you something that I, I worked on today. I wanted to share with you the top 10 things that you shouldn't do when sharing a hotel with the president of China. And so it got a great reaction because we were all very, very aware of that situation of, wow, we're all sharing a hotel with the president of China. This is kind of cool, but also kind of intense. So I just made this top 10 list and it went over great because of that shared context of that situation. Now, if I told that story and read that list in a different setting, it's not as funny because we weren't there. Right, because it was one of the things where you, you know, if you were there, it's really funny, but you had to be there, type of thing. And so, think about the context of whenever you're using humor. And so, this works really well, not only like in the event context, but it also works really well with current movies or music or actors or politics. I mean, at the time of this recording here in the U.S. We are gearing up for an election this fall, presidential election. And so using political humor right now works really, really well. But a year from now and the election's over and the dust has settled, it's just not as funny anymore because that shared context begins to go away. And now also another thing, a couple other things whenever you're using humor is never tell the audience that this will be funny. Oh, I got got to tell you guys a story. This is going to be so funny. Don't do that because you've already set yourself up for failure. The expectation is already too high. And so one of the best ways to use humor is to use it in a way where almost it sneaks up on the audience, where they didn't see it coming. I'll give you an example. I mentioned that I tell a story about stealing jewelry from my mom whenever I was a little kid. And so here's the way that I set up this story is uh, I'm talking about it in the context of we all make mistakes, we do things we regret, do things that we wish we could go back and change. And so I say, you know, I want to tell you about a story of a time when I was younger where I did something dumb. And I start getting really serious about this and, and really kind of somber. And, and I said, uh, I said, I want to tell you something about a time when uh, I made a horrible decision. I'm not proud of it. It's something that's embarrassing. It's not easy for me to talk about. But I want to share this lesson with you today that, in hopes that you learn from it. When I was in first grade, there was this girl. And so I go into that and I just and I kind of just smile for a second. And so everybody's expecting that the story is going to going to be serious, but it's taking again that kind of unexpected turn. But I'm not starting by saying, "Oh, let me let me tell you guys a funny story." So I made a dumb decision one time. Well, then I've already like defeated. I've already stepped over the joke there. I've already kind of I've hurt the joke there. So don't tell the audience it will be funny. Also, whenever you're using humor, don't forget timing. So if you rush through the joke, it won't be funny. So let me give you an example here. Okay, let's go back to that opening line that I used in that story that, you know, as I'm kind of setting it up, I'm building toward, when I was in first grade, there was this girl. And so I I could just keep pressing. I could just push right through. When I was in first grade, there was this girl and I had this big crush on this girl. And so I could just keep going right into the story. But whenever I, I take into effect timing, I can use a pause as a great method of humor. So instead of what I would do is I'd say, when I was in first grade, there was this girl. 
and I just pause and just kind of smile and just let that hang there. And so that immediately gets kind of this reaction from the audience, like, like oh, okay, all right, I see this is going to be something funny. So, so don't forget the timing of that. And so again, don't just rush through stories. Don't just rush through jokes. And whenever you're speaking, you always want to allow that audience a chance to laugh at the joke. So if I say, again, let's go back to that same line of when I was in first grade, there was this girl and they start laughing and then I just go right into the next line. I haven't given them a chance to respond to it. So I want to pause not only for the joke, but I also want to allow the audience the chance to respond, to react to that and to have the chance to actually laugh. One other thing I'll say about using humor is to always, always, always be appropriate be appropriate. Be very, very careful about offensive humor. Listen, if you make everyone laugh, but you tick off the person, uh, the decision maker that brought you in, you're doing it wrong. You've screwed up. And so I always, always, always want to err on the side of caution. I want to err on being, I just want to make sure that this joke is appropriate and it's not going to be too PG-13, all right? Now, whenever you're doing humor, whenever you're, you're using a joke, there's going to be times where there, where you tell a joke and it works and it gets a great reaction. And then there's times where you tell a joke and it just doesn't work. And so if a joke doesn't work, move on. Don't try to explain it. Don't try to go into, oh, you know, it's funny. You guys just didn't get it. Let me explain why it's funny. You're like, don't like, have you ever been maybe at a party or you had like your dad trying to do that thing where he's like, well, no, here's why it's funny. Let me explain the joke. If you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. So if it just bombs, it doesn't get a good reaction. This is again, where you can use some of that self-deprecating humor or you can just move on. So sometimes I, I may tell a joke and it just kind of like gets a light little chuckle. And so I might say something like, make a mental note to not use that joke again. Just something like that. I'm just poking fun at myself. I'm poking fun at the situation that I told a joke, nobody laughed, and it's just kind of awkward. So rather than make it awkward by trying to explain it, uh, I just move on or make a little self-deprecating comment about it, and then I can move on. Also know this, that there's going to be some settings and audiences and environments where some jokes will land better than others. And so we'll, we'll talk about it at another point about, about the environment and the setting and how those different nuances can have a make a really, really big impact in a presentation and in a talk. But whenever it comes to using humor, Humor. There's times where if you are in with an audience that's a, a great audience and it's a packed room and you've got a thousand people in there and they're hanging on your every word, they may laugh at anything you say. But if you're with a group of, of 10 people and it's kind of an awkward room and it's the, the end of a day and everybody's tired and you tell a joke, it may just not go over well. And it's not that you did anything wrong. Maybe it was the exact same joke or story, but because it was just the, that setting or that environment where it, it affected how the, the joke might go over. So just like your stories, jokes and humor, they evolve over time. You know, you're, you're always trying to improve on them and figure it out. And sometimes some of the best material that you come up with in terms of humor may just happen on stage. Maybe you're the type of person that's, that's witty, you think quick on your feet, you're good at just kind of improving and rolling with something. And so there's times where maybe you just say something just off the cuff that works really, really well in terms of humor. It's something that you can use in a later presentation and talk as well. As a, uh, a little resource that you may want to check out, there's a, a great documentary by Jerry Seinfeld called Comedians. Comedians by Jerry Seinfeld. We'll include that in the show notes. But basically the, the premise of the, of the documentary is this is right after the TV show Seinfeld had ended a couple years ago. And so Jerry Seinfeld himself is starting to get back into stand-up comedy. 
And so he's learning new material. He's trying new material. And so you see him going up on stage, trying a joke, writing new jokes in his office, and then going and trying to deliver it. And some of it works and some of it doesn't. But it's just a really, really, really good behind the scenes look at comedy and how to use humor and comedy in a public presentation, in a public speech. So definitely, 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 if you're interested in this, check that out. Comedians by Jerry Seinfeld. All right, I think that about wraps up today's episode. If you have questions or comments on comedy, definitely, definitely, definitely reach out. Let us know. You can leave a comment in the show notes over at thespeakerlab.com. Also, if you haven't already, stop by the Facebook group. We have a, a free Facebook group. It's got several thousand speakers in there where we have a, we just have great conversations about speaking, about the art of speaking, about the business of speaking. So definitely check that out. Great community. You can find that over at the Speaker Lab group. Dot com. Again, the speakerlabgroup.com. Then over at the Speaker Lab, if you haven't already been to the site, what are you waiting on? Stop by the site, thespeakerlab.com. There you can uh, subscribe to the, the podcast. You can listen to the, or check out the, the show notes links from past episodes. There's also an email course all about how to get started as a speaker. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. We do a lot of free webinars or free trainings where we do a lot of live Q&A. So uh, you can register for those as well. But lots of great training and resources to help you in your speaking journey. So definitely stop by thespeakerlab.com. All right, that wraps up today's episode, boys and girls. We will catch you next time, my friend. You're awesome.